Good morning. It is good to have this number back out with us. We have some in our audience who've been out for a while. We definitely appreciate to have you back. It was it's welcome to see you come through the door. It's always good to see those we haven't seen in a while. It's just definitely an encouragement. So this morning, a word was used in the opening prayer, strength. A person comes to mind when I think of strength, and no, it's not Samson. Even though Samson is a wonderful uh, example of strength, we can take strength through Christ. For Philippians 4.13 is the verse that we're going to cover this morning. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And many of us have learned that verse. And some, some it's one of our favorite verses. I'm thankful we can take strength in Christ. I'm thankful that we can be lifted up in times of weakness. For God's love is made perfect in our weakness. For God's love is extended to us through His Son. And I'm thankful again that Philippians 4.13 teaches that very thing. That we can be strengthened by His Word. We can be strengthened by His presence in us. For in the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 18, excuse me, 28. Well, I get those, my, my dyslexia is really bad. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, whenever Christ at the end of that statement says, And lo, I will be with you always. That's encouraging. That's to know as a child of God is faithful unto him that he's going to be there with us. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The word is me, but us. As Christ abides in us, we can receive strength in that. In times of weakness, in times of lowliness. We're, this, the, the example this morning, we're going to see times of his strength. We're going to see times of his weakness. And we're going to see that weakness kicked out and we see his strength restored and that person who we're going to think about this morning is Peter none other than the apostle Peter himself so as you and I think in our everyday walk of life are we a Peter of course we use Jesus Christ as our example are we a Peter most assuredly we are a Peter we are a Peter in our times of weakness we are a Peter in times of our strength we can resemble the acts and the very life of Peter himself But to know that Philippians 4.13 teaches strength in the presence of Jesus Christ abiding in us. All right, let me get my bookmarks in line here because we're going to be flipping back and forth. All right, so whenever we think of Peter in times of strength, if we was to turn to John chapter 18, and we see the strength, a strength of Peter in verse 10. But again, it'll get you a little bit of a context. Here's where Christ has been betrayed of Judas. And they're coming to arrest our Lord and Savior. Peter is there with him. So we see these men approaching and Christ already knows that they're coming. Peter's unaware until the last instance. So we see in verse 10... Well, let's, let's, let's back up and read a little bit. Uh, verse 4 of John chapter 18. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to him, I am he. 
And Jesus who betrayed him also stood with him. And when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, Whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled which he spoke. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. Well, you see Jesus beckoning for those who are with him. Let these go. If you're just seeking me, let these who are with me go. So it was therefore fulfilled that those whom was given of Jesus Christ, he lost none. All right, so then we see Simon Peter, as, as he is our example this morning, who we're going to be diving into. Look at what happens. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. He was ready to defend his Lord by force. And he cut off Malchus's ear. And if you read a little bit further, we see Jesus repairing that ear. And if you could be with those folks who were arresting Jesus Christ, I don't think a doctor would, could do such a wonderful job of mending that ear as Jesus Christ because it was just like it was brand new. It was just like it never happened. That sounds familiar as well too, does it not? So we see a time of strength of Peter ready to defend his Lord and Savior. Another time of strength whenever Jesus Christ tells Peter that you're going to deny me three times. You're going to die. He says, no, I will die for you, Lord. Wherever you go, I'm going to go. I will put my life on the line for you. That's exactly what he told Jesus Christ. I could see Christ looking within himself going, no, boy, you're going to get a rude awakening. You're going to really see the truth. And when you're put in dire circumstances of what really happens. But Peter was rest assured that he would lay down his life for Jesus. So as Jesus was arrested, turn back with me to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. And that example that we just had read about Jesus, about Peter saying, I would die for you, if I die with you, that was in uh, 26 and verse 35. But 26 and verse 69 is where we're going to start reading as another weakness of Peter. We see two accounts of his strength, right? We see him defending Jesus Christ. We tell him, tell him Christ to his face, I will die with you. And he tells him, no, you're going to deny me three times before that rooster crows. And Peter couldn't believe it. So we see after his arrest, or after his betrayal, after his arrest in Gethsemane, we see Peter here in verse 69. Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard <coughs> And a servant girl came to him saying, You also are with Jesus of Galilee. What a wonderful opportunity. Yes, I was. Right? He sees these things happening to his Lord. And he begins to be fearful for his own life. He begins to be fearful of those people who are around him. 
He should have took strength in Christ to be fearful of the loss of his life, his spiritual life, that is. To lose his connection to Christ as that happens when sin enters in. But when he says it, but he denied it before them all. Weren't you with Jesus Christ? And he lies. Here we see Peter with Jesus Christ, connected to Christ. He has strength. Now he sees his Lord going through a difficult time of being imprisoned, being mocked, being persecuted. And he lies. He denies it before them all. I do not know what you are saying was his lie. Of course I wasn't with the first denial. And he hasn't really struck home yet. And in verse 71. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those, said to those who were there, this fellow also was with, was with Jesus of Nazareth. So a second girl sees, sees Peter and says, hey, you was also with him. A, a different one, right? A different circle. She's at the gate. She says, hey, weren't you with? This man also was with Jesus of Nazareth. And in verse 72, he lies yet again. But again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. Uh-oh. A bold-faced lie. We do know that lying is a sin, right? We do know that what he is doing right now was, has just dis the previous one has just disconnected him from his Lord. Has just disconnected him from God. Isaiah 59 too, teaches that very thing. So we see Peter for the second time. And again, it hasn't hit home yet what he's actually doing. I do not know the man. He's trying to save his, save his earthly life. He's trying to save in a circumstance of being in the same boat with Jesus, so to speak. Previous to his arrest, he said, I will die with you. Do you remember what he said? He said it right there in chapter 26, verse 35. Peter said to him, Jesus Christ, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. We see Peter, the one we're talking about. How about the other disciples? They left. They departed. Peter and John was there. But they see Peter here, and they say, you was with him, weren't you? I do not know the man. I do not know what you are saying. Two lies. Two sinful things that Peter had just done. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. So his voice, the way that he's talking, gives him away. You ain't from around here. The only reason why you wouldn't be from around here was if you was with Jesus. We know that you was with him. Your speech gives you away, so to speak. And then Peter loses it. You ever heard that term? He just lost it. You ever heard that term? Well, he loses it. He lost his temper. Then he began to curse and swear. Uh-oh. More sin rising up in Peter. I do not know the man. What happens very next? 
the rooster crows and then it's then it hits home the hair on the back of my neck stands up when I think about it here's Peter having sinned learning what Jesus Christ had been teaching and foretold him denying him three times before the rooster crows here's the third denial not only just denial cursings and swearings using the, the big language so to speak and immediately a rooster crows and then Peter remembered the word of Jesus who had said to him before the rooster crows you will deny me three times previously said I'll never deny you even if I have to die with you I will never deny you he was connected to Christ he was face to face with him he had strength he could do anything here he is separated from Jesus and amongst those who are wanting Jesus to die to witness this thing and he denies him three times this is the Apostle Peter. Or soon to be Apostle Peter. Not this time, he's just a disciple. We learn many great things of Peter. I, I sure do hope he didn't have no bigger than a size 10 shoe. Because he opened up his mouth and put his foot in it so many times. We learn through the act, through the gospel, through the acts. Through the gospel, we, we learn all these things. How Peter spoke first and fought second. Here, do you think he was thinking? When he was denying his Lord, lying, swearing, cursing, do you think he was thinking? He really was not. How many times do you and I not think? How many times do you and I stick our foot in our mouth and deny Jesus Christ in our everyday walk of life? Just like Peter did. We just read it. He had strong ambition. It was his will to not do it. But then the account succumbed him. He was looking around at all these folks eyeballing. Yeah, he was with him. He needs to be guilty of the same thing that Jesus of Nazareth is undergoing because he was with him. Three times he denied him. After that third time, immediately that rooster crowed. And he remembered the speakings of Jesus. He remembers And what happens immediately? So he went out and wept bitterly. He remembered what he had just done was sinful. He had remembered what he had just done was against his own will of standing fast with Christ, being in there with him to the, to the end. And here he denies him three times. Three simple instances of folks recognizing him, being with Christ. He said, I don't know the man. I don't know what you're talking about. I do not know the man. Except he didn't raise his voice. He used foul language. Again, cursings. Swearings. And lying. All sinful in God's eyes. And Peter would have known better. So we see a, two accounts of Peter's strengths. We see him defending his Lord from being arrested. And of course, Jesus rebuked him at that time. He says, just let it be so. It's got to happen. 
mending Malthus's ear was a very kind act in Jesus' place, if you really think about it. And then, telling Jesus, I will do anything. I will never deny you, even if I have to die with you. Two strengths, right? We just that we have many, but we see two here. And then we see a weakness. What's the difference? What's the difference? I gave you a little bit of a snippet if you was paying attention. Connection. Philippians 4.13 teaches what? I can do all things through Christ, Christ who strengthens me. Connection. Connection. Peter was strong in the presence of Christ. He was right there with him. He was strong. He was ready to defend him. He was ready to die for him. He was ready to die for him. He would never deny him in his presence. And as he's disconnected, weakness. Now you and I, in our everyday walk of life, when we're surrounded by those tares, when we're surrounded by lost folks, we need to take strength because Christ is actually there with us if we have yet to deny him. If we have yet to deny him, he is there with us. All right, so, the bookmark moved. There we go. So, we see Peter receiving strength yet again. So we turn now to John chapter 21, starting in verse 15. Actually, verse 14. Because you start off in verse 15. What are you talking about? John chapter 21, starting and start reading in verse 14. The lesson actually begins in 15, but 14 is rather important. Now this is the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Right. After his resurrection, he's showing himself to his disciples the third time. Peter is there. Do you think Peter is still distraught from denying his Lord? I believe so. He is still distraught. Because, think about it. He denied him before he died. And he did promise, well, he did not promise, he did foretell of him being in the grave three days and being resurrected. Did he not foretell he was going to? He did. So here he is the third time showing himself to his disciples. And then verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Bar-Jonah, do you love me more than these? What a wonderful question. So we see the absence of Peter's love for Christ back over here in Matthew chapter 26, verses 69 through actually 74. As he is denying Christ. He ain't with him. He's apart. He's in amongst these folks who's wanting to kill Christ, right? So we see Jesus after his resurrection, after he had done died on the cross in a little bit different form, not exactly earthly form, but we see him there in verse 15 asking him, Simon, son of Bar-Jonah, do you love me more than these? His surname was Peter, right? 
So we see Peter. He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, son of Barjona, do you love me? Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. wait. Why is he asking him a second time? Listen, don't you think the first, do you think, well, maybe he didn't hear him. No, that ain't the reason why. He's asking him a second time. How many times did he deny him? Three times. He asked him, do you love me? Three times. Here's the second time, right? Simon, son of Barjona, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Bar-Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and you walked where you wished. But when you are are old you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish this he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify god and when he had spoken this he said to him follow me three times he asked him do you love it it ain't because jesus was hard of hearing after his resurrection he was getting forgiveness of the three denials he was getting forgiveness from Jesus. He said, feed my sheep. Tend my flock. Or tend my sheep. And feed my sheep. Excuse me, feed my lamb. Tend my sheep. And feed my sheep. That's important for Peter. That's important for you and I. That's important for teachers. That's important for ministers. That's important for elders in the church. To feed the sheep is an important task for us to make sure that they are not malnourished. So Jesus uses an example of what life he's going to live and he's going to serve him. He knows. Because you think Peter wants to feel that grief yet once again? I know. Because he went out and wept bitterly. He was sorrowful with what he had done. And Jesus said something significant. He doesn't say, away from me, you full of sin, you're not worth saving. These are the things that he did not say. He looked at Peter. He says two words. Very important words for you and I today. He says, follow me. Now what does it mean to follow Christ? It means to take his yoke for his burden is light. It means to follow in the footsteps that he has stepped. It means to follow the lifestyle that he lived. Follow the sacrifice that he gave. And I don't mean to be hung on a cross. I mean to give up the world. Give up the sins of the world. Because Peter went out and wept bitterly because he knew what he had done was condemning. He had let his Lord and Savior down. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You might say, well, that's too difficult. That's, that's too much of an obstacle to get around. Our faith can move mountains if we'll just let Christ abide in us. 
Not to be separate because that's times of weakness. Make sure He's in you always by, be, by living out the life that Jesus Christ would continue to live today. My encouragement this morning, have you fallen in the footsteps of Peter in times of weakness? Get forgiveness of those sins by confessing, by repenting, by repenting first, confessing, praying for that sin to be removed, and our Lord and Savior, through the power of God, will save us. God wants to save us. We've got to follow those steps. Peter got off the pathway. Even in times of strength, he got angry. He even used physical force. Again, Jesus Christ rebuked him. Hold up. We're peacemakers. Allow it to be. For these things must undergo. So my encouragement this morning, have you sinned? Have you fallen short? Do you need to come back to God? Most assuredly, tell Jesus that you love Him every time that you sin by repenting, by confessing through prayer, being restored. Does that need to happen this morning? Why don't we do so as we stand, as we sing the song of invitation?